Now tuning into Fandom Rant Radio. Hold on to your butt. I am your father. Spike! All of that sweet change. Hasta la vista, baby. Remember, the force will be with you always. Hello, what have we here? But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. I got a bad feeling about this. You know, they, they call me cautious being on multiple social media platforms. This is madness. Where's my super suit? We have a Hulk. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Fine. I'll do it myself. My name's Bond. James Bond. My name's Jack. Hello there. Scruffy looking nerf herder. It's a trap. All right, all right. What's up? Back again in the headquarters. But this time, I, Ryan, am here with two guest speakers, the first of Phantom Rant in history, Peter Moses and Stephen Moses. Is that a coincidence? How's it going? I think not. I think they're related. All right. So these guys are incredibly knowledgeable about the DCEU and anything around that. They are my close friends, and I will let them introduce each other, where are you guys from, and also... Tell the listeners what your favorite superhero movie is. My name is Peter. Uh, my favorite movie is Man of Steel. Ooh. Favorite superhero movie is Man of Steel. It's also his favorite movie of all time. Let's go. I respect that. All right. Steven. And I'm his younger but better looking brother. You can just <laughs> He's tell. He's got the beard. I, I look like uh, Ryan Reynolds, but Indian. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and my favorite comic movie is The Dark Knight. Ooh. All right, and my name is Ryan, returning for another episode, and uh, you know, I would have to say <clears throat> Iron Man 1, and these boys will commonly refer to me as Marvel Sheep, which <laughs> I definitely, I will take it, because I love the MCU, and these guys love the MCU as well, but they like the DCU just a little bit more, and we will talk about that throughout this podcast, so... Get ready to hear some good stuff. We're going to first start off with just talking through each DCEU movie since Man of Steel all the way up until Justice League. I honestly didn't hear anything after we're all going to die. <laughs> yeah, and I won't right. disagree with that. <laughs> and we're just going to talk about what's wrong with each one. And I think you guys have your theories, but Peter and Steven, they know what's going on with studios and what exactly isn't going right. Snyder isn't getting all the attention he should, you know what I'm saying? But I will let Peter kick us off. Yeah, so Steven and I are are huge DC fans. Like, basically, most mostly our family as a whole. We grew up with DC, um, the TV shows. We know oh, the source true. material, the comics, and even, like, the animated movies. Uh, like, when we were uh, really little, we weren't allowed to watch, like, The Dark Knight and Batman yeah. Begins and things like that. Uh, so we started off with all the animated movies, and so that's one of the reasons why we're big DC fans first and foremost. And one of the reasons why, um, when we see things going on with the DCEU, whether it be Zack Snyder, what he was doing with his movies, and whether it was like Justice League and uh, Wonder Woman, Suicide Squad, whatever it is, uh, we can tell whether or not it's honoring the source material, whether right. or not it's actually based off the comic, and you know, gauge the quality off of off of that whether they actually know and understand the characters mm-hmm. 
or whether they're just basically, missing everything Basically, up. these two are true fans. <laughs> yeah. They're not sheep. They know when a movie's crap, unlike me, I guess. Hey, we didn't say that. You, you yeah. just said that. <laughs> Whatever, guys. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so um, starting off with Man of Steel, uh, mm-hmm. we both Steven and I, huge Superman fan. Superman is my favorite superhero. Ooh. And uh, we we both agree wholeheartedly that it is an amazing movie. It's one of the best comic book movies of all time. And I will totally agree with that. Yeah. Here's uh, something controversial. Henry Cavill is the best Superman that we've ever had on the big screen. Wow. Over Christopher... With all due respect to Christopher Reeve. He's like, you know, probably the biggest icon that will ever... Like, as an actor that will be associated with the character, Uh he'll be associated like... Like even more yeah. than like Robert Downey Jr. with Iron Man or Hugh Jackman with Wolverine, he will probably I respect that. He will yeah. probably be always associated with Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also do think that Man of Steel is the best super- Superman movie that we've ever gotten as well. I can't argue with that. Honestly, it's amazing and it explores so much of his character within the comics. Yeah, one thing Man of Steel does well is like it tackles does Clark Kent want to be Superman? Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of bases off the Earth One Superman storyline where. You have Clark Kent move to Metropolis, and he basically does everything. He interviews for a scientist position, interviews for basically everything known to mankind. Basically, he could be a basketball player, a football player, play every position in football, and like who, what his morals are, what it breaks down to, and everything that like you know, this is why he's Superman. Yeah. Personally, my favorite thing about Man of Steel is how it shows how he doesn't owe Earth anything, mm-hmm. and that's this huge theme throughout, honestly, the DCEU. If I'm not mistaken, it's that Superman doesn't owe the Earth anything. But even at the end of Justice League, which we'll get to, you start to see, and I don't think they explain it very well and communicate well, but you see, yes, I'm dedicated to Earth. I love this planet. And that's what they do at the beginning of the scene with the kids. Can you, hey, hey, Stuart, can we ask you a question for for our podcast? No. That's not even That was actually fandom. That was fandom, (laughs) right? A young Ryan Kensler. Yeah. <laughs> now, ba- basically, ultimately, the root of the problems of the DCEU stem with studio interference from Warner Brothers. Yep. Bam. There it is. There you have it. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Man of Steel did not have any studio interference. And the reason why mm-hmm. is because Christopher Nolan, obviously, one of the best directors of all time, brought us the Batman trilogy. Oh. Yeah. They were okay. <laughs> <laughs> Take no, that back. <laughs> but uh, basically, after The Dark Knight, Christopher Nolan was essentially able to do, or essentially has been able to do whatever he's wanted to do yeah. in Hollywood. And so he was the producer for Man of Steel. He was yeah. one of the producers. And so he was able to tell Warner Brothers not to mess with what Snyder was doing. Mm-hmm. And so that's the reason Man of Steel didn't have any studio interference. Yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of misconceptions of Man of Steel, how I got a bad rap from whether it be fans, whether it be critics. critics. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, oh, God. That's the biggest thing, the critics. <laughs> the critics, they don't understand Superman. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, pe- a lot of, something that people don't realize a lot of times, this is the first ever Superman origin story we've ever, we've ever gotten. That is very mm-hmm. true. Every, in every other Superman the movie, you know, like with Christopher Reeve and, mm-hmm. and every other Superman story that we've gotten, it's always been, he's already Superman. That's and that's true. Man of Steel. He's not Superman yet, mm-hmm. and I love that. And he's not even Superman until the very end of the movie. That's so true. You can even make a case, which we'll get to later. He's not even technically Superman until after BVS, but which we will get to. Drop the mic. 
<laughs> that is interesting. Which I love theories. We will get to, oh, yes. but just in general, like Superman is the most iconic character to come out of comics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he, you can make a case he's the single most important character in like fictional character created in pop culture with Superman. Everyone knows Superman. You know, yeah. it's like basically the Trinity, Trinity of like superheroes is Superman, Batman, and Spider-Man. Yeah. That like oh, everyone yeah. knows mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah. No matter who you are, mm-hmm. everyone knows those, but a lot of people's knowledge of Superman comes from the Christopher Reeve movies. Yeah. And so even when there are so many different interpretations of Superman in comics mm-hmm. and uh, like a lot of people just don't understand Superman like they think they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, what Zack Snyder was trying to do with Superman, he's trying to create a grounded Superman who had a why for doing everything that he was doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I love that. It's so it's believable. Like Zack Snyder brings to the table this, it's kind of like the Dark Knight series where it's this would be a superhero movie in our society. Uh-huh. Like it's not, I hate to say it, sometimes MCU movies, they have this formula where it's just, they just pump out movies and it just seems so fan like fantasized and you don't really see what's going on in society except for civil war, <laughs> except for civil war, <laughs> except for civil war. <laughs> but it's like in the DCEU, you really see how this is affecting the society. You see how these superheroes, Wonder Woman is making decisions based off her society and stuff like that. That's yeah. what I love. And to the fans that, or some people that would say Superman, Man of Steel is a little dark, too dark for them, and it's not their Superman that they're used to. What do you say? Like, it's not him who's dark. It's the world around him that you could say yeah. is dark. And a lot of that springs from, oh, Superman doesn't smile. You know, that's, that's what they think. Oh, right. Superman doesn't smile. Or, oh, he killed Zod, which yeah. that was probably the biggest complaint of the movie, Superman killing Zod. Yeah. Yeah. Which Superman has killed plenty of times in the comics. He's killed... Christopher Reeve Superman killed, which that's what everyone likes to refer to. So, like in the comics, Superman has killed Zod, he's killed Doomsday. Like, mm. um, he showed like what Superman he hates to he hates to kill. He doesn't want to kill, mm-hmm. but he will do it if it is absolutely necessary. And they portrayed that amazingly at the end of Man of Steel with um, Hans Zimmer. If you love these people, <laughs> yeah. when he has to choose between. His bloodline, well, not, I guess not his bloodline, his people, but his, his people yeah. and his new family, kind of, like uh-huh. his new people. And he makes a decision and you see how it affects him. Yeah. And even um, you look at Superman 2, Superman, you know, critics complain, oh, Superman snaps Zod's neck, this and that. Mm-hmm. In Superman 2, he takes Zod's powers away, breaks his hand, and then throws him to his death. And then he laughs about and it. And then later. he laughs about it with Lois. <laughs> That's like, what would you have preferred that instead of him screaming out in agony? He killed Nuclear Man in Superman 4, which let's I, not talk about those I've last. I've watched that one. Let's not That's talk about Superman 3. <laughs> <laughs> let's, not, let's not talk about yeah. Superman 3 and 4, but those movies did happen yes. and he did kill Nuclear Man, yet no one would complain about that, yeah. that then. And Zack Snyder wanted him to have a reason why he didn't want to kill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He yeah. wanted him to be like, I had to kill Zod. I don't ever want to have to experience. Yeah something like that again yeah. instead of just waking up one morning and being like oh i don't want to kill people yeah the motives are incredible yeah and with first off the destruction that happens in man of steel is very much exaggerated mm-hmm. um like destruction happens in the avengers as well yet no one complains about that <laughs> like, civil war <laughs> Bring it all the first Avengers War. movie when the, the, Iron Man led that uh, the Chitari the Chitari spaceship giant basically dragon thing that they copied the city, from yeah. Transformers. Yeah. 
Oh. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, but basically, Avengers caused destruction as well, but no yeah. one complained. It's a superhero movie. Mm. What do you expect? Superpowered beings fighting. People also forget this is a newbie Superman. Yeah. He's not even like technically Superman yet. That's true. Like when Zod is threatening his threatening his mom on the farm asking where the codex is and he basically barrels into him mm-hmm. and starts punching him and yells, you think you can threaten my mother? <laughs> That's his first That's fight. probably his like, first time his he's powers. ever thrown a punch. True. Think about that. Yeah, because a little bit before that, you see him learn to fly, uh-huh. which is, not going to lie, an amazing scene. <laughs> basically, you can't say anything about this film that is unarguably... Or unarguable by Peter. He can he can <laughs> he can argue anything. Yeah, I only had one problem with the movie was uh the it. script's Lois Lane. She was much better in BVS, but in this movie she was just love interest yeah. of Superman I, yeah, versus the reporter that. Lois Lane. Yeah. Yeah. Which they definitely improved on in BVS, but in uh-huh. with Man of Steel, that was our one little um thing we didn't really care for. So we will talk about Jay Oliva later, uh a little later in this podcast, but essentially just to get, tell you guys who Jay Oliva is right now. He um he storyboarded Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Justice League. Mm-hmm. He also storyboarded Deadpool as well as Thor Ragnarok, and he's directed a bunch of the DC animated movies, such as Flashpoint Paradox mm-hmm. and a bunch of the other uh, DC animated movies. And so we'll talk about how much of a legend he is a little later. And then the last thing is. And people complain about a Superman didn't save anyone. Which, first off, he saved the world. Like, he destroyed the world engine. But, like, I think that they're talking more so about personally, personally saving yeah. people. Like a Spider-Man type thing. Yeah. You yeah. see Spider-Man swing in, grab some, you know. Yeah. Which, in case you didn't know, in Superman the movie, Christopher Reeve's Superman only saves has 10 personal saves. Hmm. In Man of Steel, he has, like, 38. Bruh. Like, in terms of saving 38 people, like, not 38 individual saves, yeah, but, but like, he saves... 38, 38 people such as he right. saves Lois, he saves his mom, he saves Colonel Hardy, he saves uh, the school bus. Oh, yeah. Uh, can I count all those little kitties? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's from the kids. He also saves the people on the ship when he holds uh, that thing open, his muscularness. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> and he shows all the logs up in that truck. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So basically, Man of Steel is a masterpiece. Oof. Basically, yeah. what we can take from Man of Steel is this brought us hope. It brought us light, and we were proud to be fans of Warner Brothers and DC until 2016, when <laughs> DC came out with B V S Dawn of Justice. Why'd you say that name? Why not? Why'd you say the name? Yeah, Batman vs Superman, Dawn of Justice. Are we ready yeah. to transition into yeah, this masterpiece yeah, of? <laughs> Excuse me. Okay. All. So basically, like we said, ultimately the root of the problem with the DCU is studio interference from Warner Brothers. Yeah. The, uh, what we got in theaters was a two hour and 30 minute movie. The movie mm-hmm. that Zack Snyder made was three hours long, which is the ultimate edition, which right. was released on Blu-ray and DVD. And I did watch that recently with you guys. Amazing. Not yeah. gonna lie. Recommend it to you listeners. Please do watch it. It is amazing. Transformed my life. I'm a DC <laughs> fan now. <laughs> but basically what we got with a theatrical cut, um, Things didn't make sense, you know. As huge fans of DC, and you know, we really do love um, the DCEU and you know the movies that Zack Snyder has made for mm. uh, DC. Stephen and I can both say the theatrical cut was a bad movie. Like yeah, we yeah. don't think it w- quite warranted the hate that it, it got, but right. it still was a bad movie. Just because theoretically, it could have been so great with 
the extended edition uh-huh. just because Warner Bros. just cut out scenes that are vital to understanding the plot of the movie. Yeah. And that's what I've been able to see, which it's unfortunate that critics just judge this movie based on what they see. And that's how they do. They don't judge it based on the coolness factor or anything. Yeah. Plus, uh, critics have little to no comic book knowledge. Exactly. So when they critique a film saying, oh, Superman doesn't kill anyone, it's like, well, but does he though? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's like not true. Yeah. And so you're judging the movie based on a condition that isn't true. Like your own perception of Uh not facts. What we got, the theatrical cut, as hated as it was by critics and even like fans didn't like it, um, and you know, really wasn't a good movie. It still made eight hundred and seventy-three million dollars, and that's a lot. Like, just imagine if like they released the ultimate edition to theaters, right? Like, um, uh, like I know, like for me, like honestly, everyone out there, don't base anything on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics yeah. know nothing, or even just any rating sites in general. It's very true. Like they, like if you're gonna really use Rotten Tomatoes to determine whether oh, a movie yeah. is good or not, like. Interstellar has a 71%. And that's an amazing movie. It's One, just, like Wonder Woman, which we'll talk about later, I definitely don't think it's better than Infinity War, and, and it has a higher score than Infinity War does. Right. Teen Titans Go to the Movies has a higher Rotten Tomato score. Oh, than get out of here. Infinity yeah. War. The only movie ratings that you can trust is Lone Gunman. <laughs> <laughs> Our boy Devin and Clint, they are out there day and night rating movies for you guys on Twitter at Lone Gunman Movie Reviews. Yeah, basically, don't. Like, don't listen to critics. Like, go watch. If you want to go watch a movie, watch a movie and form your own opinion. Yeah, that's true. Exactly. And I hate how people, like, even people these days, they just search a movie. Oh, I want to see this movie. They search it up. Then they see critics, different critics have reviewed it. And it's just, like, terrible. It's a 50 or it's a 70. Maybe fans gave it an 80. But they're like, oh, this doesn't look like a good movie. I don't want to see it anymore. And it's like, bruh. Batman vs Superman was a great movie, but you're not going to see it because all of these critics don't understand, you know. I mean, just, and even even then, that was that was the theatrical cut that they were watching. Yeah. Like, I think BVS got like 27 yeah. or 28 yeah. percent, something it was like that. Rough. I got a question for you guys. Yeah. Does the uh, extended edition, ultimate edition, does that have a move? Uh, does that have a critic rating at all, or not at all? No, it no. wasn't released. But no. um, most like fans of the movie um, would. They estimated that the fan score would probably be like low 80s, yeah. maybe high 70s. Yeah. It would be around there because like the reception to that movie and even Ryan who, you know, hated the theatrical cut, right. even Steven I and I that. didn't like the theatrical cut. He walked away from the, the ultimate edition being like... I was like, I have new faith in the DCU. <laughs> <laughs> Watch his Justice League theatrical cut. I love the DCU again. <laughs> uh, no, but We'll get to Justice League. <laughs> and even... Critics uh, don't really like Zack Snyder movies. That's something that you should know beforehand. Mm-hmm. They, they can't don't, stand they his don't, tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like his like his visual storytelling. Yeah. Um. They don't like his. I mean, his cinematography is amazing. Uh, uh, he overread it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Take that back. Zack Snyder filter is the greatest filter ever. Okay. But seriously, I might be getting ahead of myself. But a lot of people who watch this movie, their biggest issue was not some of these minor things like uh, maybe the editing, maybe some things that are left out. But I think the biggest thing that holds fans up and just moviegoers is what stops 
Superman and Batman from fighting each other. Uh, the Martha the infamous scene. Martha scene. These guys have great insight on that, and they transformed my perspective of it. Even though I still think it was stupid. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, I'll just let you guys explain that scene, the Martha scene. So essentially, to go to the Martha scene, you have to. to I'll have to explain to you. Batman. So Batman, this entire character of Batman is a 13-year-old boy who's trying to stop a bullet from killing his parents. And if you look at the comics, that's the one thing that trips him up at every, like, anytime someone throws yeah. his parents at him, it always messes with him. It's PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. Major PTSD. Severe. And so this Batman, it's like a lot of people probably had a problem with him killing. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. this is a Batman that used to be the Batman, like, that you see in Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. Now we have a Dark Knight Returns, but oh, more brutal. this just hit me. That is an incredible insight because they started BVS with his parents dying mm-hmm. to prove that this still has an impact on him, yeah. that this is important throughout the movie. This will be important. Mm-hmm. And then this pretty much the climax of the movie, I would say it's yeah. my, this climax of the movie, like, that's what changes everything. Yeah, that's like what drives him. Yeah. Like the way with Spider-Man, it's his uncle's death, but also... The words with great power comes great responsibility. Right. His promise, like to honor mm-hmm. his uncle's memory by upholding that. With Batman, it's like I'm going to make sure this never happens to anyone else again. Yeah, it's it's a darker version, I would say. Yeah, yeah. It's and so like Batman. he's it's Batman. He's it's basically Batman. at this point in his life, he's been fighting criminals in Gotham for 20 years. <clears throat> mm-hmm. The re- one of the reasons why Clark doesn't like Batman is because he's seeing that basically he's just uh, he's determining who gets justice and how justice is exactly. enforced. Yeah. And they explain that so much better in the ultimate yeah. mission mm-hmm. because you see um, Bruce Wayne is just, he just hates what Superman, this alien mm-hmm. is doing to his city. Um, and he has personal encounters. It opens with um, him pulling some guy out of a fallen debris and he just sees how, sees how it impacts people. And he, he hates that. And then there's on the other side, Superman, like you were just saying, yeah. Clark Kent has his perspective <clears throat> of Batman. Yeah. Yeah. And even you have to get to the character of Superman as well. Like mm-hmm. I said a little earlier when we were talking about Man of Steel, he's not even Superman yet. Mm-hmm. If you look at the big, be- when you watch the beginning of the movie, when the title card before the opening sequence where it shows Superman and Zod fighting and shows uh, Bruce Wayne. It shows it all from Bruce's perspective. It shows everything from, from his perspective. The opening right. title card, the, what it says, mankind is introduced to the Superman. Right. The important word is the the. Yeah. They don't view him as a Superman. They view him as yeah. the Superman. Like, like he's a man that's super. He's an alien at this point. That's how they view him. Right. Uh-huh. They don't the view Superman. him as, oh, someone who's here to really help us and to save us. They view him as an alien. The yeah. world views him. And some people like him. Some people dislike him. Yeah. Like he's a very polarizing figure. Oh yeah, and even even so in the movie, um, in I'm not sure if they. I've only seen the theatrical cut once, and I, I mean, <laughs> I, I, well, I, I mean the ultimate edition movie is over and over again. The ultimate edition is so much better. So I'm like, why do I want to watch the right. theatrical cut? Yeah, but I'm not sure if this is in there. But basically, when they're talking about when Senator Finch. Hashtag Mrs. Incredible. Yes. <laughs> when she's on TV and she's asked, is it all that surprising that the most powerful man in the world is a figure of controversy? He was a very controversial figure. Some people loved him. Some people hate him. He, yeah. Some people appreciated him for saving the world in Man of Steel. Like he has a statue. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. But a lot of people are just like, why? They don't see 
they don't see past the destruction of the yeah. city. Yeah, like they you see, brought this destruction. They affiliate Superman with destruction, and that's what they yep. try to do in yeah. the movie. Which and that's, I think that's really cool how they uh-huh. portray that. Yeah. And so basically, uh, that's how everyone views Superman, mm-hmm. and that's how Batman. Like we just talked about Batman. Yeah. And so how, in order to yeah. to, to talk about the Martha scene, you need to understand some background. Superman. You need to understand Batman. Yeah. And so basically, when Superman says you're letting him kill Martha. basically when he says you're letting him kill martha batman's ptsd is triggered like batman even within the comics has ptsd this batman as an older batman has even like the ptsd PTSD. this boy (laughs) yeah and so that triggers it because it's like wait are you are you messing with me like he only saw superman as an alien Mm -hmm. he's seeing him beg for someone else's life that person happens to have the same name as his mother, which is what triggers him yeah. into being like, why did you say that name? Mm-hmm. And he then goes and and is trying to ask, like, why did you say that name? He's getting even more angry yeah, because it's right. just a trick. Yeah. He uh, thinks. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah. And then Lois comes and says it's his mother's name. Yeah. Some I'm people, I'm some I'm people complained. Lois. Some people complained. Some people, some people, oh, everyone complained. Why is he saying Martha? Why is he saying, why doesn't he say mother? Say my mother. First off, he, he doesn't know that he's Clark Kent. Well, he right. doesn't well, know that he's Clark Kent. He doesn't care about I Clark mean, Kent's yeah. mother. He, he views Superman as an alien. He doesn't view him as a human. Well, another reason you could say that he doesn't say mother. In the begin, in the, earlier when Batman and Superman are fighting, Batman literally says to Superman, I bet your parents thought you told you you were special. I bet they mm-hmm. told you that you mean something. Mm-hmm. He's probably thinking that he just thinks that Superman is just an alien. Like his parents from Krypton. Yeah. He, yeah. he doesn't know what planet, but you know. He yeah. has no idea when... Yeah. You know, Superman came to Earth. Mm-hmm. How about his upbringing? And so he he literally says, I don't care about your parents. Yeah. I don't care about you. I don't care about your parents. Yeah. And so when Superman, after he says Martha and he says it's his mother, he realizes, yeah, I'm about to let someone else's mother die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And through all that they show with his PTSD and all this struggle that he's endured for... I don't know how, how old this Batman is. Probably like 40. Yeah, he's in his 40s. With Ben Affleck. Yeah, it's yeah. just that opens like floodgate of emotions yep. for this Batman. And then it's just that scene with him just kind of backing up like, whoa. Yeah. Like it really humanized him. Yeah. Like this is potential, maybe the first time in this continuity in the DCEU that this Batman has basically a premeditated murder. He's about to commit a premeditated yeah. murder. Like mm. I'm going to kill this person. Mm. Like, even in everything else that you see him do, he's not like, oh, he's not planning to kill someone. It's just like, oh, if I snap your neck, if I break your back, or, you know, if I smash your head into the wall. While like, you're in the act of committing a crime, ba- that sucks to suck. Yeah. And which, you know, Batman, he's wrong to do that because he's not even essentially Batman at this point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's something that people didn't understand. And then he essentially goes, he wants, to, he essentially wants redemption. That's why he asks Superman. Mar- he he essentially says Martha won't die tonight. Uh-huh. Like, let me go save her. Because yeah. he's desperate to be like, I almost allowed your mother to die. Yeah, let me go save her and essentially redeem myself. Yeah. And that's like a human quality seen mm-hmm. in anyone. They see something that they couldn't do, so they naturally want to try to prevent other people from enduring that. You know? Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. I thought that was amazing, and they didn't portray that as well 
in the theatrical. Yeah. They, because there's scenes that, that are cut out that explain it a lot better. Yeah. Like previous to that, you know. Yeah. And then obviously, so that's the Martha scene. The Martha scene. Now you know. <laughs> now you know. <laughs> yeah, and so like, obviously, that is probably the biggest complaint of the movie. But we sort of like explained Batman's character, Superman's character, and yeah. now Lex Luthor's character. Which oh, a lot of people baby. Let's get it. So Lex Luthor theme right now. <laughs> <laughs> so basically essentially this is Lex Luthor's son. Mm-hmm. The traditional Lex Luthor yeah. that we see. This is supposed to be his son. Yeah. And this is very much based off of Lex Luthor and Superman Birthright. Hmm. Where he's eccentric, he's got red hair, he basically like really, really smart and not super social. Yeah, I guess is the word that you could use. Yeah, he's a bit awkward in front of big <laughs> and essentially, crowds. Yeah. Obviously, like they explain this really well in the Ultimate Edition. Yeah. Not a hundred percent sure how well they explain it in the theatrical cut because we I haven't remember. seen it in a while. <laughs> Fake fans. <laughs> but basically, I'm kidding. I'm um, kidding. Bas- ultimately, basically in the Ultimate Edition, he uh, hates Superman because when he was little, he was abused by his father, mm-hmm. and he says. No god in the sky intervened to uh, save me from daddy's fists and abominations. Like, yeah. he he basically, he was abused. God never saved him. So that's why he hates God. He essentially, he hates God. And now he has a physical embodiment of yeah. quote unquote God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he affiliates that image with that. And then he says, um, devils don't come from below. And there's that scene where he flip, yeah. you yeah. see the, the photo flip. Oh, I love that. And it's cool that painting visual. of devils and then angels coming from. He's like, devils come from above. Talking yeah. about Superman. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. the oldest line, America Senator, <laughs> is that power can be innocent. Yeah. And so there's a bunch of stuff <laughs> that we could talk Clark about. Meet Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Oh, I love bringing people together. <laughs> uh, basically, there's a, we could legit have an entire podcast episode dedicated to bvs oh yeah. do you want to get to the rest of the dceu so the yeah. last thing i'm going to talk about bvs Let's hear it. is superman's death mm. so a lot of people complain that oh this is just shoehorned in there it's super rushed snyder wanted to use and then also doomsday mm-hmm. so this is not um everyone's like oh he looks terrible and so i myself um i'm not a huge fan of the design that they use yeah. for doomsday this looks is- like a teenage mutant ninja turtle on steroids <laughs> but I, so me Without myself the shell <laughs> I'm, I'm not a huge fan of this design uh-huh. but this is supposed to be essentially a hybrid like a mix of human dna remember lex's right. dna yeah and kryptonian yeah. DNA, like he uses Zaz's body it's not the original this is not, this original is not the original reality. doomsday you even it's even said in the movie yeah which i think is cut out of the theatrical cut where she it, says um an ancient deformity one which will never again be performed be like uh seen or created basically they've created this but essentially doomsday, doomsday already exists again, and zach before. snyder even confirmed it on vero yeah that this is not the original doomsday doomsday is out there and he was wanted to use this as a way to explore Doomsday's mythology in the future, which, yeah. if unless Zack Snyder comes back and directs more movies in the DCU, we probably won't ever see that. And also, I just thought of this in the theater, in uh, extended edition, Ultimate Edition, they show Lex Luthor right before he gets arrested. They show him communicating with Steppenwolf, with Steppenwolf, yeah. and yes. they cut that out of. The, the theatrical, the theatrical cut. which is so stupid. Warner Bros. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. essentially, um, and then you know, people are like, "Oh, well, Superman, you know, dying and stuff." He could have just thrown the spear. If you pay attention to the movie, he's full on flying and stabs him. Yeah. 
and it doesn't even penetra- fully penetrate his skin. He has to shove, has it, to through. shove it through him yeah, while yeah. he's uh, while it's already stabbed. Yeah. So him throwing it wouldn't have actually penetrated the skin. <laughs> Giving it, people say, why didn't you give it to Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman's literally holding Doomsday at that point. Yeah. From mm-hmm. like, and then there's Batman <laughs> just shooting some grenades, <laughs> hiding <laughs> in the corner, <laughs> shooting. Uh, and then Zack Snyder wanted to <laughs> wanted to use uh, Superman's death to elevate him to become the Superman that we know and love. Yeah. That he wanted, essentially he was going to use this act as Superman sacrificing himself, himself to save the world mm-hmm. as that's how the world eventually comes to love and trust Superman. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like and that's from what, this, they see Superman as like the this beacon of hero. hope and light. Yeah. And, a hero, yeah. not a god, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it also shows Batman that, you know, I've been doing all, this all wrong. Yeah. I've been spending the last almost two years plotting and trying to kill this alien who's yeah. more human than me. Yeah. And now he yeah. basically returns to his Batman the like the animated series the animated series one. ways. Love it. Love it. <laughs> um the nineties. And so honestly, and this actually realistically yes. this caused the Justice League to be formed. Yeah. As well because uh-huh. of the fact this realistically Superman's gone. You know that a big threat is coming because this causes the world to see Superman and superheroes in general in a positive light. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the yeah. Ultimate Edition, it's amazing. Like, yeah, Stephen really and I, is. Stephen and I both truly believe. So some there are some movies that were you know obviously not. Um, so Man of Steel and BVS, um, you know, on initial release aren't all that liked by critics and yeah. stuff and just the general yeah. audience you know movies that were also very divisive mm. or disliked by people the star wars the empire strikes back oh yes we've talked about this before uh-huh. on our podcast yeah alien which is considered one of the uh greatest horror thriller like yeah. sci-fi movies ever oh, yeah the shining oh wow that was considered uh really bad controversial yeah like not a good movie Mm. and then you know what else which is even super similar to bvs blade runner the the older the The old old the original one Mm. the original one was initially disliked by mostly everyone yeah um because they released a cut that was different from the director's cut right they later released the director's cut that in that cut is now what is considered the masterpiece, similar right. to what hap- what has happened with BVS. I hope BBS. that happens with BVS. And so Steve and I both honestly think that in the future, especially if um, Zack Snyder never, like if Warner Brothers doesn't bring back what you're, we're hoping he does, thankfully he is still on as, he's an executive producer for Aquaman. Okay. He's a producer for Wonder Woman uh, 2, the, the next one coming mm-hmm. out. And 84. he's rumored to be a producer on the Flash solo movie. And so hopefully he still stays on and they integrate him back into being a director again. Yeah. But if he's not, if he doesn't come back, yeah. we'll pro- we'll never see superhero movies like Man of Steel and BBS yeah. again. So the thing is, Zack Snyder's not the issue. He's yeah. a great director. Mm-hmm. It's we, just Zack Warner Snyder's, Bros. Warner Bros. Con- this, is, this will be very controversial, but truly believe this to be true. Zack Snyder is the best comic book movie director. I would argue that, but I mean, I can't be wrong. I can't. I'd be wrong. (laughs) I would say Rooster Brothers are incredible, and I think that they make personally. I think that they develop care. uh, I don't want to say anything because I'll just get pinned to a wall. (laughs) But speak your mind, Ryan. I love how they developed Captain America's character in Winter Soldier, and then mainly just Winter Soldier, and then Civil War. But I loved that. 
and you can't argue that because it's my opinion. <laughs> I would agree with your opinion that they but developed Snyder, him really well. If you really, really pay attention and catch everything, he develops he, characters he's great. He's most loyal to the comics. Yeah. He's more loyal than anyone else. He has more Easter eggs and references oh, yeah. to the comics than anyone else. And he's got the most tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Jason uh, Momoa has him beat. Uh, that's true. He's he, like, he directed Man of Steel, BVS, Watchmen, which was considered right. an unadaptable. Like one of the greatest um, graphic novels of all time written by Alan Moore. Mm-hmm. Like that was considered unadaptable the to, the screen. to the screen. Yeah. And then also, um, last point on BVS. Uh, the nightmare sequence. Mm-hmm. He was going to use the nightmare. A lot of people didn't think it didn't make sense, um, but it was based essentially a dream inside a dream. Hmm. Inception. <laughs> Flash coming back in time. He was going to use that. Essentially, the Flash was supposed to either be coming back from either Justice League or Justice League Two, right? To warn Batman of Superman, and he was essentially going to use that scene to essentially, um basically connect the entire DCEU and ba- and and basically cause that to be the founding. Because you even remember, um, which, I mean, there are double standards when it comes to the DCEU and the MCU, um, with like, whether, whether it be critics and fans and stuff, there are double standards. Like, do you remember the uh, scene that, like the visions? So in uh, Age of Ultron, hmm. Thor's having visions. They're all having visions. And of essentially like a, like Heimdall, like grabbing him. Yeah. And essentially that was supposed to like signify Ragnarok and Thanos coming right, yeah. and everything. I mean, I'll talk about like, obviously there was a double standard in terms of like no one complaining about that because in the context of that, it quote unquote didn't make sense, you know? No. But like, I think it makes, like, I'm not going to complain. I understand what they were doing with that. Right. But like, obviously there is that double standard. Mm-hmm. But then also like, um, like it was supposed to uh, like show like Tony having the visions of essentially Infinity War. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like how they were going to use that to connect everything. Like, oh, build up to Infinity War. He was going to yeah. use that to, to basically essentially like build up to Darkseid. Like I understand. I, I personally, I don't think it foreshadows the events of Infinity War. I think it just foreshadows the events that something like Infinity War could happen because it shows Tony that earth needs protection you know Mm -hmm. and that because it's the chitauri that are invading in his dream or whatever and he's thinking something like the attack on new york with loki that could happen again yeah so he's trying to create ultron and that's that's that whole thing yeah but that infinity war ties in pretty well to that because it's like Mm -hmm. this is the thing that he kind of predicted yeah and so um like a lot of people will say Batman v Superman was a rushed thing um, after Man of Steel and, and, and to try to catch up with the MCU actually wasn't. Before yeah. Man of Steel was even released, Batman v Superman was playing. Jay Oliva talked about this. Huh. And Zack Snyder is amazing when it comes to continuity. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you see that in Man of Steel. You saw that in BVS and then everything went down the drain for Justice League. And then moving on, moving later on. that year, 2016, oh, Suicide Squad. All right, we can move this on This movie past didn't that. get released at all. <laughs> okay, so first off, Steve and I will talk about how this yeah. is an absolutely terrible, terrible movie. movie. Let's it just, since it's so bad, let's so just bad. take like o- only like five minutes on it. Oh, it'll, it'll be less than, than that. Less. It'll be less than that. Okay, okay. Good. Suicide Squad was like a terrible movie. <laughs> terrible movie. I will never watch it again. I tried to fall asleep in the theater while I was watching it. That's how bad it was. <laughs> 
but Margaret Robbie's the best part. Margaret Robbie that, is yeah. Oh, by ten far. out of ten. Eleven out of oh, ten. Peter, <laughs> we, we know. We know. Peter. Okay. Peter. <laughs> Essentially, uh, so basically. There was studio interference with this movie too. Yeah, Warner Brothers uh, messing with stuff again. So they rushed this movie. Uh, they they essentially were just like, oh, they gave David Ayer six weeks to write the script. Yeah, because they were trying to compete with uh, MCU. That's yeah. what Warner Brothers was trying to do. Uh, so and so boys. it looked like a script that had been written in six weeks. You know how the Joker was barely in the movie? Yeah. Uh, Jared Leto said that they cut enough Joker scenes to have like a full movie about the Joker. Really? Yeah. yeah. He, that's why he's like was so mad with the DCEU. That's why he didn't really want to be the Joker anymore. Do you think if he had more screen time in like what he claims that there there was more screen time of him, do you think you would like his Joker a little bit more? Or you still just did not like how he portrayed him? So here's my thing with his Joker. The script itself was really bad. Yeah. Okay. So, and obviously yeah. and obviously that plays a big part, but also the way he delivered some of his lines. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he was instructed to do that because he Jared Leto is an amazing actor. It's just right. his the Joker itself yeah. and how he portrayed the Joker. It so, was just a little weird. Uh, obviously, right. we did like the Batflex scenes. Oh, yeah. Anything with Batman. Oh, yes. They were pretty good. Ben Affleck is the best live-action Batman. Wow. The most comic accurate, hands down. Better yeah. than Christian? Better oh, yeah. Than by far. Really? By far. Bale would lose in a fight to Batman so quick. Oh, well, we know. Okay, the thing is, I love how Ben Affleck looks. Mm-hmm. I love how he's Bigger, stockier. That's how he looks in them. In, yeah. Especially animated. The 90s animated Batman. Yeah. Come on, bro. <laughs> that guy is thick. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ben Affleck's this big guy. He uh-huh. toned himself for the movies. Um, then there's a uh, little Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> and so here's the thing. Like, I mean, uh, Kevin Conroy's Batman is the goat Batman. Mm-hmm. Like, no yep. question. Yeah. Like, him and Mark Hamill, you w- go and watch the animated series, the complete yeah. series. Like, the dynamic that they have the arkham games that is when you get mark hamill like not on a pg rating (laughs) it's great but basically those are like that's like the perfect interpretations of batman and the joker i like uh, mark hamill better as the joker than as uh luke skywalker (laughs) insert uh luke saying no No! (laughs) it's impossible (laughs) but uh and i got something quick to add you guys hear about that new Joker movie coming out with yeah. Jakeen Phoenix? Yeah. What do you think about that? Because I love him in Gladiator. He's great and all. And he's a great villain. What do you think about that? I think we'll have to see. Like, he is a really, really good actor. Like, and it's just the whole thing about Joker's like the most iconic super yeah. villain, like yeah. in comic book. Especially after history. Heath Ledger in the films, you know? Mm-hmm. And just- obviously, with Heath, Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger's Joker, like, you're going to have like more comparisons and people are going to be more like skeptic. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess we'll have to see it. That's, that movie's not connected to the DCEU. It won't. Yeah. And so, I mean, we'll see how Warner brothers does like, Ugh. um, yeah, like only, yeah. only time will tell with that. Here's the thing. A lot of people were argue Christian Bale's Batman is so awesome. So, okay, here's the, here's the thing with that. His Batman is based on realism. Yeah. Yeah. Batman as a character is not realistic. Right. Mm-hmm. You'd die within like five years max if you were like peak physical form of doing what Batman does. Right. So basically, essentially the Dark Knight trilogy was a masterpiece. Essentially, these are the three biggest reasons, the three main people like responsible for that. Christopher Nolan, Heath Ledger, Hans Zimmer. Mm. Like uh, Christian Bale would be like the fourth main 
Uh, like a Mount Rushmore. That's like, he's the fourth. But guy, he's but the weak. The he's the weak aspect of that. What made the trilogy awesome? What's more important to you guys? Having a good, um, like, personality that reflects the character in the comics, or the look? Personality. Would, personality uh, reflects the character. That's what makes like Heath Ledger's Joker so good. He didn't have the look, but he had the character. Right. That's true. For me, I would give a slight advantage to the look. Because the personality yeah. you can change, whereas the look you can't. So basically, there you have it. Steven goes for personality, and Peter goes for looks. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. Come wow. on, Peter. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. All so right. in the transition from the flop that is called Suicide Squad to Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. So, and that was 2017. 2017. Yeah. So, uh, you're a Loved it. So Steven and I it's both true. think it's a really good movie, but we do think it's overrated. Yep. Okay. Before you guys squabble how it's overrated. I personally loved it. I thought it was an amazing movie. And I think Gal Gadot did an amazing job as Wonder Woman. And her being so oblivious to society. <laughs> yeah, that was I, so good. Because it's like, it's, it's comedic, but it's also like, that's, it's cool to watch a development. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like a child. In, yeah. yeah. She's just like really innocent. Yeah. yeah. She's just really innocent. And also Chris Pine. <laughs> <laughs> we know the real reason Ryan loves it. Chris wants Pine. It. Oh, but I'm so excited for One Woman 2. Because Chris Pine. Because Chris Pine. <laughs> he's back, guys. I don't know why, but he's back. Uh, Anyways. Yeah, basically. So why um, is it overrated? So, yeah, we guys? think that it is a really good movie, but it is the third best movie in the DCEU. Okay. After Man of Steel and the Ultimate Edition of uh, BBS. Yeah. BBS. Gotcha. And so um, the fight scenes, we weren't all that. Um, yeah. impressed by like yeah. Wonder Woman is supposed to be like an the amazing fight choreography fighter. wasn't the amazing Just, I was disappointed by Ares Ares as a villain Ares oh, the, the guy mustache. who plays oh gosh <laughs> I wish that if you guys have seen the Injustice video game oh man the way they like black it out and make his eyes red that would have been red. so much more if they had even done that yeah. for the final act when he puts all yeah. his armor on yeah if they That's just what I black it out inside the helmet and have red eyes that would have like made it a lot better you can he, like he wasn't intimidating as through it. He, was he wasn't like, intimidating he wasn't as intimidating as all. At, all. at all like you had an amazing villain in Zod I think honestly Zod in Man of Steel is the second best comic book movie villain we've ever had Behind right, right behind Heath Ledger. Ledger. I would agree with and that. And then in front of Thanos. What yeah. about Thanos, guys? Come on. Uh, Thanos, I have him at third. I, at I mean, the Russell brothers Ooh. are kind of messing it up for whoa, me. Whoa, 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 <laughs> whoa. We're not, we're not talking about that right now. Yeah. We are not hatching this discussion right now. No, no, no. I think a lot of people loved woman or Wonder Woman. Wonder yes. Woman <laughs> so much just because the plot made so much sense from the beginning uh-huh. to the end. Yeah. And that's like what the DCU struggles with. With Warner Bros. interfering. Yeah. yeah. The movies are kind of like deeper in Man of Steel BVS. But with Wonder Woman, we, they didn't have much studio interference. Yeah. Uh, they let Patty Jenkins do what Patty Jenkins wanted to do. But, right. but however, however, they almost had studio interference. They almost cut out a scene. What scene? Which this, they almost cut out the No Man's Land scene. The best scene in the movie. How they almost they? cut it out. Warner, yeah. Patty Jenkins had to go to Warner Bros. and say, please don't cut this scene. If you this guys, part out. If you guys have seen Wonder Woman... You know exactly what we're talking about. That scene where she stands up and she's walking across no man's. And that is so cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because in history, World War One, everyone knows the trenches was the big that's that's how you fight war. Yep. You don't step out in no man's cross like that. No and she's just land. like, yo, what's up? I'm a girl, I'm a guy, I'm a double guy. I'll go step out here. This is my land now. Like a bomb. One thing I will say with Wonder Woman's character development is that I feel like he just turned that around really fast. But anyways, um, <laughs> Wonder Woman, 
And at the very end of her movie, and it takes place in the early, what was, was it, like 30s or 20s or something like that. Yep. She, at the very end, you see that scene with her standing on the statue in England, and she's like, I'm going to protect mankind. But then you see in BVS yeah. and in Justice League, she's kind of in the shadows. And then mm-hmm. Batman has this really cool saying in Justice League mm-hmm. where he's like, where have you been? You yeah. haven't been doing anything. You've just been in the shadows. And she's like, bro, 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 don't, my feelings, man. <laughs> Steve Trevor, Chris Steve, Pine. Oh, yeah. He's like, Steve Trevor. Chris Pine. Like, so no, essentially. That's trigger that. word. We're, we're, but, we're, t- we're going into Wonder Woman 2. Right, mm-hmm. and some something is something's gonna happen. Something's most likely going to happen that causes her to just to not want. Lose It'll faith. most likely be in, like, sort of a like a quote unquote undercover type mission I thing, like or something where you know it's not like something in Man of Steel where every like the whole world sees it. Yeah, huh. it'll be something like where she has to go and do whatever it is that she needs to do, mm-hmm. and hmm. um, something happens where she loses trust in. Faith and trust and faith and wanting to, and serve, so that's yeah. what causes her to um, walk away. Yeah. So, and I'm, I, I think it's cool how they Chris show, Pine. show <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, love a, love that guy. Anyway, I think it's cool how they show her development in these movies that take place now, but then they're going back to show where how she got there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting and to see how like, that happens. Zack Snyder's casting for the Trinity. Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, I don't think could have been like any more perfect with what, no. what he was doing. I so. love Gal Gadot. She's perfect. Yeah, who doesn't love... It's Gal Gadot, by the way. Gal, Gal Gadot, Gadot, please. Gadot. Gal Gadot. <laughs> it's Gadot. <laughs> it's probably... Uh, no, the T is silent. <laughs> yeah. But basically, yeah. Casting Henry, Ben, and Gal, I think we're like They're great. perfect castings. And then... Oh, boy. The moment we've all been waiting for... Justice November League. 2017 <laughs> Justice League. Oh gosh. Okay. So basically, <sighs> you steered my <laughs> reaction to the movie. We both think it's a bad movie. Yeah. Like it is a bad movie. The CGI like, wasn't any good oh at all. CGI. The plot. The plot. Uh, wasn't continuity that good. from Man of Steel and BBS. Yeah. They just completely. What they did with Batman's up. character, yeah. I absolutely hated. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was a rough yeah, movie. So think about it. Like when you have the. <laughs> guys i just looked up how much it, dom- it uh gross domestically in the box office how much 200 pretty much just yeah. 229 good million. yeah teach warner bros a yeah. lesson i mean that is it it it, it only made like 660 million or something like that yeah it, overall yeah and that's with what they we yeah. got in theaters it's not surprising at all yeah like so when you have okay the justice league is the greatest team of superheroes of all time yeah Fight me oh like, I do not disagree with that. Like, like I love the Avengers, but it's like the just like most people didn't really know any, who the Avengers were mm-hmm. until uh, the Avengers movie came out. Yeah, you know the first Avengers came out, and plus, most people don't even know who the original members of the Avengers were. I know, I know. You always say, "Hey, you know who the original?" <laughs> and he always says. Captain America, which is wrong. <laughs> but essentially, Iron Man. this is the only comic book movie that fans of that like brand, like DC fans probably hate this movie more than Marvel fans hate it. And you probably can't say that about any other no. superhero movie. And that's because you guys are, I don't know, le- reptiles. You're not sheep like <laughs> us. We're, we're we are woke whatever reptiles. <laughs> woke reptiles. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, gosh. But essentially, what happened? So, for all those people who don't know, who went just to see the, who saw the final product, and was just like that was just bad. Essentially, Kevin 
Suhara, like whatever you say his name, I really don't care. Because really do not like that guy. Former right? head Ooh. of Warner Bros. He was essentially the former head. He was essentially leading up the DC films. Uh-huh. He essentially wanted a bigger paycheck. So he wanted a two-hour oh mandate. God. So he put the two-hour mandate on the movie, which Zack Snyder was using all these, the, remember, like I said, the big team-up movies as like, you know, the, yeah, big, the, as big, like movies. the big movies yeah. where he'd introduce the characters, then they go have their solo movies. Yeah. Then you introduce characters in big team-up movies and then go yeah. have their solo movies. Yeah. Um, and so he cut it down to two hours. Um, they reshot probably 70% of the movie, give or take. Um, you have so you have like the terrible CGI or very early in production. So you remember the so the early Steppenwolf design was super oh, yeah. menacing. What remember the uh, like essentially who Lex Luthor was communicating with? In, yeah, where you the see the, the three uh, cubes, the, the mother boxes, mother boxes, and then you see him communicating with like a legitimately like threatening he looks Steppenwolf. Scary. They made him change that very early in in production because of the fact they didn't want Steppenwolf to be too scary. What? Essentially, they made him change Bruh. to what we got. Uh, Kieran Hines. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kieran. Kieran. Kieran Hines, who played Steppenwolf. He mm-hmm. literally said, that wasn't the movie I worked so hard on. We hope the director's cut comes out because it was be- better than the movie in theaters. Wow. Like, he literally said that. Like, because, <sighs> like, Snyder what cut. we got. <laughs> yeah, yeah so we'll, we'll get to that. We'll we get into that. Cut. So, essentially, Zack Snyder was, fin- essentially, he had finished filming everything. All the the actors and the cast had gone their separate ways. Mm-hmm, Henry yeah. went to go film Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible, so he grew in his mustache. Oh, yeah. Um, ben Affleck stopped working out, so he got all chubby. Um, so, just, so we call him Fat Gal- Fleck. We call- Gal Gadot was still attractive. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, nothing changed, changed with her. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Ezra Miller's Ezra hair. Miller's hair. They so bad. They, they the changed reshoots. his hair. I oh, think because what he had to go film like Fantastic Beasts or whatever. Yeah. Go watch the first trailer. The first Justice right. League trailer is. All Zack Snyder, Snyder. films. Literally everything from the first trailer of Justice League was either edited, reshot, or reshot, or didn't, cut. Didn't make it into the, it's, the it was final. Either, it was either edited, reshot, or cut from the movie. Yeah. Um. And so he was essentially Snyder was essentially done filming. Yeah. Um. And but he his daughter actually committed suicide, and so, um, which is you know really unfortunate, and so he like stepped down slash was fired whichever one it was people more as more news is leaking out people are thinking that warner brothers just used his daughter's suicide as like sort of a scapegoat to be saying oh he stepped down instead of actually saying that they fired him from the movie Hmm. um junkie xl who um is one of hans zimmer's apprentices essentially my apprentice (laughs) Uh, uh, Junkie XL. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, uh, Tom Holkenberg is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but Junkie XL. He goes by Junkie XL. It's Junkie XL. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually wearing a 2XL right now. Sure. He, <laughs> he, was, he was trained by Hans Zimmer. He worked with him on Man of Steel. He helped him uh, make the score for Man of Steel, mm-hmm. which is a masterpiece. Um, the Batman v oh, Superman yes. score. Yeah, by the way, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman are the two best scores superhero movies of all time. Oh. Take yeah. it to the bank. <laughs> And the Dark Knight trilogy would followed right behind that. Oh, All yeah. those composed by Hans And Zimmer. where is the MCU? <laughs> we will talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but but essentially, he was essentially like half done scoring the film. Like you can make case he was like close to being done. And uh-huh. and they they brought in Joss Whedon and Danny Elfman, yeah. who completely butchered everything. 
I don't blame Joss Whedon for the way Jesse Lee turned out. I blame Warner Bros. Yeah. Joss Whedon had a very different vision of the characters, and he tried to put his characters in Zack yeah. Snyder's movies, yeah. which didn't work out. So yeah, because the characters do seem different. Like yeah. Batman, it, oh my gosh, he's incredible yeah. in BBS, <laughs> and then he's just like. He look seems like a, a just a cheese ball. Yeah, yeah. He's like a terrible, he, terrible Tony Stark. Yeah, like I love. Yeah, exactly. I love Avengers with Josh. We- he directed that one, yeah. Avengers, right? He actually like understood yeah. the characters in. in and Avengers. the thing is, like, he was able to be there from the beginning, developing Almost these characters. All the characters. <laughs> Almost what? <laughs> Almost all the characters. Uh, okay. We still have problems with the MCU Hulk. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Um, but my thing is, he was there yeah. from the start. Yeah. Um, whereas he just comes in like to finish up the film of this whole another franchise, and he just has to do what he can with his own vision, and it's yeah. The DCEU has amazing music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Hans Zimmer scoring Man of Steel and BBS, oh, incredible. And then um, Rupert Gregson Williams, who works for Hans Zimmer, scored uh, Wonder, Woman. Wonder Woman. I even I love Wonder Woman. Yeah. There's some great songs in there. And so yeah, he did a great job of just developing the theme that Hans made. Yeah. And then, but with Danny Elfman, like the the like Justice League, the score for Justice League is worse than the worst of like people criticize the MCU for like you know having forgettable scores yeah, and stuff. You don't remember anything. Literally, Justice League was worse than any MCU movie when it comes to the score. Uh. Like Danny Elfman literally tried to reuse his. Like reuse stuff that he pre- like you can like hear a little bit of like the original Spider-Man theme in oh there. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Like you can, um, like you can barely hear anything. He tries to like do a variation of John Williams' Superman theme, which you probably won't even hear unless you're like really paying attention. Yeah. He says he was going to use like honestly, like he tried to use his old Batman theme, but it really doesn't Didn't fit work. this Batman. Yeah. Not only that, um, so yeah, Justice League was just a disaster, basically. Yeah. Um. Zack Snyder actually wanted more movies before Justice League, um, but Warner Brothers rushed it. He wanted like a, a, a few more movies right. um, before uh, Justice League actually came. And then he initially, he actually, his original just full cut of the movie was three hours and 50. I mean, not, it was three and a half hours. It was three and a half hours. Yeah. He was going to cut it down to two hours and 50 minutes for the theater. Mm-hmm. But then Warner Brothers was just like, oh, you know what? We're going to, you know, cut it, may have the two hour mandate because you want a paycheck and have, quote unquote, like more showings. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it all comes down they, to. Because their, their whole thing was like making um, more money, which they made yeah. some of the worst possible financial decisions. They spent an estimated like extra $300 million to reshoot stuff. Yeah. And for like yeah. everything else. Um, the movie costed like $300 million. They added, like, to initially, sh- like, for the, the whole cost of the movie initially, mm-hmm. with the added reshoots, it's another $300 million. So, Warner Brothers um, abandoned a fan base that already existed mm. in, like, the BVS fan base. Right. Remember, it made $873 million yeah. after being, like, destroyed by critics. Yeah. So, you clearly have that fan base there. Yeah. For They abandoned that fan base for a fan base that they hoped would exist, which didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they they cut out Cyborg's entire backstory. Oh, yep. Yeah, like in Justice League, he. I mean, he's a cool character. Don't get me wrong, but you barely are able to like, see uh, anything like, about. You him. see yeah. him. He hates his dad for turning him into this robot, and the next thing you know, he's saving his dad. Yep. It may and just after one talk he has with Wonder Woman, and it's just like it's just Gal Gadot. Yeah, <laughs> Gal, Gal Gadot. 
Gagadot. Gagadot. They cut out Aquaman scenes. Yeah. Um, that would explain a lot. They they cut out a lot of Aquaman scenes. James Wan actually asked Zack Snyder to not have Aquaman visit Atlantis because he wanted um, it to be the first person to visit Atlantis in in mm. the Aquaman movie, and Zack was like totally cool with that. Um, yeah. And so basically, when you see him visit um, Atlantis, it's that and scene, get the mother box. It's like on yeah. the outskirts of Atlantis. Yeah. Um, they cut out a bunch of flash scenes. Um, they made him way more jokey, like. Yeah. Yeah, I literally would say, and I hate the CW Flash series right now. It was great in the first two seasons. First two seasons were really oh, good. Yeah. I will yeah. say that CW Flash way better than what we've gotten so far in the DCEU. I wouldn't say way better, but I say but better. I would say better. Yeah, yeah. like because certain things okay, not way better. That's yeah. an exaggeration. <laughs> better, just a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he is better. And then obviously we call. Ben Affleck's Batman in BVS. Batfleck. Batfleck. In Justice which League. Which is, we're calling, we're saying, okay, that's the best on-screen Batman Amazing, ever. yeah. Amazing. He's Batfleck in, in Justice League. In Justice League, come with Fatfleck. He, he had, had a come fat, on, guys. chubby face. Don't make Bro. fun of my Ben Affleck, come on. <laughs> like, he just looked like, in the reshoots, he just looked like, he I don't even want to be here. Yeah. He yeah. looked like he wasn't even interested in the character. Mm-hmm. Mustache gate happened with obviously oh, Henry Cavill's face. That oh. meme went out. Oh gosh, that went viral real yeah. fast. So essentially, he had his had to grow mustache for Mission Impossible, but Paramount didn't let him shave it when he went back for it. Yeah, because he signed a contract that like I'm not I can't shave it. So he went back. I love to, Hollywood. <laughs> so he went back to, and Warner Brothers like said, "Hey, we'll pay for anything that has to be done with any mustache uh, things at Mission Impossible." Um, but uh, they said no, Paramount. So he, they had decided they thought it was a good idea to CGI it out instead of just delay the movie. Um, which technically all the scenes were already shot, so all this literally could have been avoided by just using the original Superman scenes. Yeah. But they basically, like we said, they made the worst possible financial decisions that right. you could have made. Um, Trying to make decisions based off finances. Yeah. <laughs> and then Zack Snyder's original plan. Um. So, hashtag until it wasn't. Um, hashtag release a Snyder cut. Hashtag release a Snyder cut. <laughs> but, hashtag um, Snyder sheep. Hail Snydra. Hail essentially, Snydra. he wanted more involvement with Green Lanterns. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, he was going to include Darkseid. Yeah. He was going to have the anti-life equation involved. Ooh. Which, if you guys know, if anyone knows anything about Darkseid, that is Darkseid's like ultimate motive. Yeah. That's his ultimate goal in like conquering the universe. And essentially, he basically confirmed that Bruce's nightmare scene in BVS was part of Darkseid using the anti-life equation to influence Batman to try to kill Superman. Oh. Which we would have gotten to all that, but... Could have connected um, it all, but Warner Bros. Yeah. Yep. Warner um, Bros. is the DC's greatest foe, not Marvel. It's Warner Bros. <laughs> um, Superman was supposed to come back on his own. You remember at the end of uh, BVS, the dirt starts rising? Right, yeah. He's he, supposed to heal on his own yeah. and regenerate. All the scenes with them trying to bring him back like that, like with the mother box. All added. All, yeah. added, all reshot. Warner Bros. And that just seemed terrible because it seems like this plot's going, going, going. They're like, Wait, oh yeah, we got to find Superman. Yeah. And then that's just thrown in there. Uh, like the big gun that Bruce mentions. Like, oh, yeah. Alfred, I need the big gun. Like, that wasn't mo- supposed to be Lois. Yeah. yeah, in the movie, that's Lois Lane. In the mo- in what we got, the original plan was not, was not, it yeah. was not going to be Lois. Um, but he was supposed to come back on his own and Lois was supposed to like see him come back. Yeah. And thus, like it's, you can sort of see it in the first trailer, her like sort of like looking backwards and up into the sky. If you go watch the yeah. first trailer. The Superman versus Justice League fight which is the best scene in the movie. 
It was supposed to be longer and happen sort of at dusk or at night. Mark mm. McClure, who played Jimmy Olsen in the Christopher Reeve Superman movies and was okay. the co- was the cop in Justice League, he talked about how the Superman fight scene with the Justice League was supposed to happen more in the beginning of the movie. Um, like that big battle that happened in the movie when Diana is talking to Bruce about uh, like Steppenwolf and how he uh, was trying to conquer the Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how it was like a big war, you know, like the Atlanteans, the Amazons. Uh, basically, uh, that was supposed to be like a fight for the for the anti-life equation, mm-hmm. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, the wow. the VFX company that was working on Justice League confirmed mm-hmm. that. Wow. wow. And then, um, basically, Zack Snyder actually foreshadowing from Batman v Superman. Superman. You can see in the Superman death scene, you can see three crosses. Like Zack mm. Snyder loves his Jesus symbolism. Yeah. Yeah. And essentially he was it's um he sort of hinted at that he was going to have both Batman and Wonder Woman die at just in like during Justice League 2. Wow. Yeah. Whether they like come back somehow, whether it's like what however he was playing that we may we may we never know. know. So never know. but he, uh, he sort of hinted uh, at that on Vero, which is a social media site. Yep. Um Wow. And then but ultimately what happens the the justice league the product that we got is essentially a result of the studio listening to critics journalists quote unquote journalists right. and, blo- and bloggers over the fans yeah. um like jason momoa before zach stepped down from justice league slash was fired um he said that justice league is the greatest film in the world and said that he had seen the movie um, wow, that's bold. Uh, and so after watching Game of Thrones, bruh. <laughs> and so Zack Snyder, like on Vero, has been cur- confirming fan theories about BVS and uh-huh. Man of Steel and Justice League and some of his original <clears throat> plans. And then, honestly, uh, I would I would have my doubt about the Snyder Cut existing potentially if it weren't for uh, Jay Oliva, who we talked about earlier mm-hmm. in this podcast. How he on Twitter, he's basically because he worked on the movie, he yep. storyboarded the movie, yeah. And he's been talking he about. He worked with uh, Zack Snyder. He's been talking about how the Snyder cut is out there. It how does exist. they finished filming everything mm-hmm. before Zack Snyder sat down, stepped down, yeah. and they had to do only uh, special effects, basically. Yeah, basically, he said it's essentially only incomplete VFX. Yep. So essentially, um, we're just you know hoping and. And <laughs> praying the Snyder Cut eventually gets released. <laughs> yeah. Like the Donner Cut of Superman 2, it took like 20, 25 years to get, for the, to get that released. Wow. And while we're hoping it's, you know, a lot sooner than that, like <laughs> sometime down the yeah. future when Warner like Brothers... tomorrow. <laughs> when, hopefully when Warner Brothers is like, like the DCE was more secure. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're on a, they've basically have a much bigger fan base. Hopefully, potentially then they could... Yeah. You know, release that. Some could argue that releasing it could just automatically expand their fan base. Yeah, develop more hype for the movie. But yeah. honestly, from a business standpoint, I think they're just trying to move on from it right now. Yeah. Like, releasing Justice League... Boing. <laughs> releasing Justice League... Uh, releasing the Snyder Cut essentially confirms... Like, and it shows that, like, you made a mistake. Yep. You messed up. Yeah. And so I don't think they want to do that right now. Yeah. And just kind of trying to move forward. They got yeah. Shazam coming out. Just for really good. Aquaman, Aquaman, future business decisions you know, they want to, uh, you know, just League, you can make a case that it's the most disappointing, uh, well, 
There was the Phantom Menace, but oh, <laughs> the most disappointing comic book, most movie, disappointing comic book, book movie ever. of all time. And it would tie with the Phantom Menace, I would say, as I'm, most disappointing hey. of all time. Well, Phantom Menace gave us Ewan McGregor. <sighs> no, but, but it no. also gave us and well, not Duel Pitch. of the Fates. <laughs> it gave us Duel of the Fates too. Duel of the Fates. And, the best lightsaber duel. And Darth well, Maul. here's the thing. Here's why I wouldn't put Darth it Maul, over. Darth Maul, Darth Maul. Here's why I wouldn't put it over the Phantom Menace. The Phantom Menace is probably the most anticipated film of all time. You saw all the hype for Infinity you War know, coming I up. I would agree with that. I think it was more hyped than The Force Awakens. Obviously, oh, yeah. it was. It was more hyped than we Force Awakens. We lived The yeah. Force Awakens, yeah. and we can actually account for that. But I think looking at articles and all, but this, like after the only the you had the original trilogy, mm-hmm. and then you say Star Wars is coming back. Yeah, and then you have them talking about yeah. like like for they would show like the preview, like because they didn't have like YouTube the way it is like now and everything, but they had the trailer for that movie. Uh, only in theaters as a theaters. preview right. for an, like another movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. people would literally go buy tickets to see the trailer and walk out once the trailer was over. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> totally worth it, bro. Um, but yeah, yeah, essentially the future of the DCEU overall. Steve and I are both you know excited. We're optimistic. Yeah, we're, we're optimistic. We're, we are optimistic from yeah. the Shazam trailer. Black oh, yeah. Manta looked so epic in the Aquaman. You trailer. guys do like because he's like in the comics he looks cool. But he's got his. How do you make that helmet look realistic? And they do it great. They in the do movie, it so yeah. good. It looks better than it does in the comics. Ooh. Yeah. So so moving on from you know obviously the failure that was Justice League. Right. Yeah. Like think about it. Suicide Squad. As much as people hate it, it made like seven hundred and it made like over seven hundred and fifty million dollars. It made more All money than Captain America: The Winter Robbie. Soldier. Really? Oh, wait, what? It made, Captain America: The Winter Soldier made like seven hundred and fourteen, seven hundred and fifteen million. Wow, that's bold. Suicide Squad made more and that like winter soldier is one of the best mcu movies it is the best mcu movie <laughs> like in my opinion <laughs> it is i'm not arguing <laughs> but but essentially like it made more than that like so for people who try to use box office to reflect quality box office does not reflect the quality of the movie it really doesn't it can it can it can show office, you i just have like, transformers to say about box office. oh my gosh <laughs> it can show you like how it shows you how many people went to go see the movie it does yeah. not show quality uh-huh. yeah. um you do hear some people complaining about uh the casting of aquaman mm-hmm. uh, with like jason momoa just making him like cool it's not blonde but essentially, like Aquaman is the butt of every superhero joke. Absolutely, like he's like the most joked about. Like, oh, you're the most useless, pointless superhero. <laughs> but he even, talks to fish, though. Even bro. Ro- even Robot Chicken makes fun of him. He said, <laughs> "Video I sent you." Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> um, But so, so basically, how are you? Like Zach, like even um, James Wan called Zack Snyder's casting of Jason Momoa genius because yeah. how are you supposed to make fun of Jason, Jason Momoa? Momoa? He's yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make yeah. fun of him, he's just gonna beat you up through your phone. Yeah. So, but thankfully, like overall, the future of the DCU does. You know, we are optimistic for it. Yeah, we're hoping they good. bring Snyder back. You know, eventually, slowly integrate him more. You know, because he's Hopefully currently he just released the Snyder cut. <laughs> he could, he's the produ- he's producing some movies yep. right now. Um, you know, eventually release the Snyder cut. Um, bring him back as a director. Hopefully, he's the director for Man of Steel two. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> Which yeah. is probably gonna happen sometime before I die. <laughs> The thing, the thing but is, the th- here's the thing. Oh, um, oh, <laughs> interrupting the host. I'm the host. I'm the host. Now the podcast. Devin J Harris, go. But please, please talk. Zack Snyder was planning a f- uh, a five movie Superman arc. Oh, man man of Steel so two. Cool. The reason why we don't have a Man of Steel two is because Man of Steel two was never planned. He he had Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, the first Justice, and potentially three Justice League movies. Right. For a full Superman arc, 
That's why we don't have a Man of Steel 2 yet. And so obviously they're changing course and doing all that stuff. But yeah. um, it, Warner Brothers merged with had the eight had the merger with AT and T. Right. So now they have more money and more um, uh, and product marketing. Yeah. Right. And they fired some of the executives. They, so they fired uh, Kevin. Uh, Kevin Feige. What? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. They need uh, Kevin Feige. Suhara, however no, you say his last yes, name. Um, and they replaced him with Walter Hamada, who actually is a big fan of what Snyder was doing. So That's hopefully, awesome. you know, we, we end up seeing uh, more of that. Um, and then, so Steve and I are both optimistic Warner Brothers getting their act together. You know, we haven't had a movie since, it'll be more than a year from between Aquaman and Justice League. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's like, you know, obviously sort of uncertainty because you, uh, because you, we don't have, we haven't had a movie. So we don't right. know like what is that final product. Yeah. And so hopefully Warner, this hopefully is a wake up call for Warner Brothers. Just give the directors creative freedom. Yeah. Like big that was time. one big thing with like, with Zack Snyder, like a huge thing with him. Yeah. Having, giving him creative freedom. Then obviously with David Ayer, yeah. they gave Patty Jenkins creative freedom. Wonder Woman turned out great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we saw what happened with Justice League. Yeah. You know? Um, and the reason like here, I don't, I don't want anyone out there thinking, Oh, Steve, Peter and Steven are just Zack Snyder fanboys. Like, no, yes. like, <laughs> no, they're <laughs> like, not fanboys. They're Zack Snyder worshipers. <laughs> Hell Snyder. <laughs> the reason we love him so much is because he himself is such a comic book fan. And he, yeah. he, he knows as two people who really know the source yeah. material, we can tell he knows the source material. Yeah. And we were like, like, he was what? doing something so different and something so amazing with the DCE, yeah. which is what his original plan was, yeah. which is one of the reasons why we uh-huh. do want him back. It's like, why would you not want that directing yeah. your movies? A lot of people don't know this, but DC, or Warner Brothers, I guess, has been planning a cinematic universe since 2002. It just has fallen through every time. Yeah. They were having a DJ wow. Contrana as their Superman for like the longest time yeah. until that wow. fell through. They were originally going to have Green Lantern, the Green Lantern movie, which... Yeah, with Ryan Reynolds. With Ryan Reynolds the, as the start of a universe. That but, was supposed to kick it off. Yeah. Was, but it totally oh, It totally was. It was. They had great casting. They had Mark Strong as Sinestro. Ryan Reynolds Ryan, is a good Hal Jordan. Yeah. Hal Jordan, yeah so, as um, casting-wise, you know, according to the comics. But All right, yeah. all right. Yeah. So, that was a great conversation, boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else you guys want to squabble about? Batman v Superman is better than Infinity War. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we are not reacting this. <laughs> Okay. No, but basically, you know, there's a lot of misconceptions, misconceptions about, the about the DCEU. Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, I mean, the DCU is very different from the MCU. They both yeah. are awesome in, you know, in whatever, in their mm-hmm. own different ways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, like, let's let's just really appreciate that the fact that we're able to get yeah. these superhero movies and yeah. uh, on screen, like some of our favorite characters oh, yeah. mm-hmm. to the big screen. Yeah. Um, obviously, like, give good critiques where you can, but yeah. like, for something like... Like even just as a comic book fan, like even yeah. Ant Man and the Wasp, um, it's probably not even gonna make over five hundred million dollars. Yeah. yeah. Like what like obviously you can't follow that up after Infinity War with right. Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. Um, but like obviously there's the whole thing with superhero fatigue. If we want superhero movies to um to, to keep coming out, we yeah. need like we some need, competition. We need to support we them. need yeah. like to support each other because yeah. um Marvel pushes DC and DC pushes Marvel. Yeah. Like if we, if you have one product, one that's not making as good of a product Mm -hmm. that lets the other company like have lower their standards in terms of the quality that they make movies Uh and thus that becomes accepted. But then that also causes more and more superhero fatigue, Mm -hmm. which and then eventually it's just no more superhero movies. Yeah. 
it's just like a lot of us take for granted all yeah. these superhero movies coming out just getting pumped and pumped and pumped. Yeah. Um, and it's it's hard to play this comparing game where it's like MCU is better in this area with DCU. Yeah. We just need to step back and appreciate them for what they are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know I am just a Marvel shit to you guys. <laughs> you said it, not us. We not need us. to just appreciate what we're given. Yeah. We don't have the power to change it. Same thing with Star Wars. Sometimes we, you know, I'm just yeah. going to rehash this discussion. <laughs> There's a lot of things that we can't change. And it's it, it, it's healthy to just yeah. Obviously give take like a step back. Positive, give give criticism. Yeah. Like, give, like, say, hey, I would prefer it to do this. I'd prefer to do this. But oh, like, yeah. don't just go and like hate on whatever exactly. it is. You know? that's, that's perfect. Like, yeah. <laughs> like both Jonathan and Martha Kent said in Man of Steel and BVS. Oh, my gosh. People hate what they don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> These boys and their DCEU quotes. Bro, there's so many DC- good okay, quotes. Legit, true. We're, like, All right. Uh, anyway, so this is a great discussion, guys. Yeah. I loved it. Yep. I love hearing your guys' opinions about the DCEU. What could make it better? Yeah. Why it's bad? Um, some rainbows in the distance for the, the future. Good, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes. Yep. The needy-greedy yeah. about it. Um, to you listeners, send us some feedback on this episode. Let us know what you think. Um, we're excited to do more episodes like this with our guests. Yeah, Stephen and I. We, Hopefully, this know. episode gets good reviews. We'll <laughs> <laughs> have to come back. I mean, we we're like we're just like, hey, we just want the truth to get out there. Yeah, like clear up misconceptions. Got to get out. Yeah, give you guys some insight into what the DC world is like. I guess open up the eyes of the so-called Marvel. <laughs> sheet. We just want you guys to take off your Marvel sunglasses and look. Basically, they call us Marvel <laughs> oh fans you sheep yeah. because we love what we're given. No, here's a th- you don't question I don't what see, you're given. I don't, <laughs> you don't see the fault in that. Sorry for being an optimistic guy. I'm just saying you guys don't see the, you know, don't question what you're given. Like, how yeah. can this be better? Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> all right let's end this discussion right here <laughs> before we start punching each other thanks for having us on ryan oh yes yeah it's super great being on all right well your boys peter and steven signing off and ryan don't forget to send us feedback and subscribe i'm like one of those stereotypical youtubers <laughs> hey guys don't forget to subscribe like hits, and subscribe like and subscribe if this hits 2,000 likes we'll be sure to get out another episode tomorrow <laughs> great discussion yeah great excited discussion. for some more and oh yeah Remember, stay optimistic about the DCU. It's yeah, coming. It's, it's coming. Make the DCU great again. Oh, yeah. Make America great again. Make the DCU great again. Oh, yes. All right. All right, boys. This has been good. All right. Signing off, Ryan Kensler. Peter Moses. Stephen Moses. Yeet. Let's get it. Let's get it.